Passing over Base, the dashing the Pasuk Benish Chai, what does it mean he was the son of a living person? Everybody's the son of a living person. It means he's the son of a person who even in his death is called Chai, a tzaddik in his death is called Chai. He's a Rav Paul He increased and he gathered together people to work for Tyra and he beat the two lions of Moab. What does that mean? It means that nobody in his man of Mikdash Mishan or in his man of Mikdashani was equal to him. That's a real Mayav. The real is a word for the Mizbeach, and Mayav is David Melch, who descended from Mayav. And he went down and he beat the lion in the pit on a snowy day. Some say it means he broke the ice on top of the mikvah to be tovo in snow to learn. Others say that he learned the entire Sifr to be Rav Tarskanim on a short winter day. And it says in the end of the Pasuk, or the next Pasuk, the dead people don't know anything. What does it mean to Mesim? These are Rishayim that even in their lifetime they're considered Mesim. Like it says, you're a Russia, you're a dead person. I mean, even you're in your life, you're like a dead person. Some say you can also learn from here. It says, Even though he's alive, it says the mace is going to die because he's a Russia. Remembering the mace, the sons of Yechia went out to work, and eventually they forgot their learning and they were mitzdair. And one said to his friend, his brother, that our father knows about our tzar. And the other says, How does he know our tzar? Doesn't it say, that his sons will be honored and he'll have no idea? The other one said, what do you mean? Doesn't it say, A person feels the pain of his meat, of his flesh decomposing and of, uh, you know, his death. And Yusuf said that the, the worm biting at the mace, it's like, uh, it's worse than a needle in the flesh of a living person. So the Gemara explains that the tsar of the body itself, a person feels, but the tsar of other people, like the feeling of the tsar of his children, not a person that he wouldn't know. Ay, the Gemara brings, isn't there a maisa when a chassid paid a gift tzedakah to an ani, an Ere Rosh Hashanah, and Rauir and his wife became angry, and he went and slept in a cemetery, and he heard Ruchas talking, and went to the other, and the one said, let's go and hear what they're saying, and the other one said, I can't go, I'm buried in a, in a mat of reeds, you go and tell me what you hear, and she went, and she came back, and what did you hear? She said, I heard that whoever plans in the first reveal, when the first rains come, so hail's going to come, and his stuff is going to be grown and hard, and it's going to break in the hail, and it's going to be ruined. So he waited, and he didn't plant until the second rain, and talk everybody's crops were ruined in the hill, and his survived. The next year he went back to the cemetery and heard the same ruchais, and the same story happened. And this time the ruchais said that uh, whoever plants the second rain, so his crop is not going to be sufficiently grown, and there's going to be shidaf, or some kind of a plague is going to come, and it's going to kill it. So that year, everybody else waited to plant till the second rains. So the, I guess he shouldn't suffer from the hill. And he had heard, so he went and he planted the first rains, and his crop was strong, and everybody's was ruined, and the plague, and his wasn't ruined. His wife said, what happened? Last year, you survived alone, and this year, your crop survived alone. And he said the story, how he heard about it in the base of Clarus, and he told her everything. And then a little while later, a fight broke out between this woman and the mother of the person, the girl who was dead, and she said to her, Come, I'm going to show you your daughter. She's buried in a mat of reeds in the cemetery. Well, the next year, when the Chassid went to the base of Clarence to hear what the Ruchas were going to say, he heard one say to the other one, I'm not going anywhere this year. People down in the earth are, uh, are hearing what we're saying one to the other. So you see that the Mason knows what's going on in the world. The says, maybe not. Maybe somebody died, and he went there and he told them what's going on. Remember, the other one said that Zairi used to deposit his money with his hostess, and one time he went to the base medicine, and by the time he returned, she had died. So he went to the cemetery, and he communicated with her, and he asked her, where's the money? And she told him, it's in the, in the Tzidur Dasha, 
in the hole where the door uh, swivels. And uh, she also said, and tell her mother that she should send a comb and uh, a makeup uh, ball together with somebody else who's going to die the next day. So you see that they know what's going on, who's going to die. So I said, maybe they only know because Duma, the Malach, who's in charge of the bodies, he's of the Neshamas, he, uh, he makes an announcement beforehand. So I said, Shmuel's father used to have people deposit by him money, Avi Simon. And when he died, Shmuel wasn't there for him to tell him where he left the money. And people accused him of being the son of the man who, who eats the money of Yisayimim. So Shmuel went to his father in the cemetery and he asked him to tell him where the money was. And he, so he said, I'm looking for Abba. He said, there's a lot of Abbas. I'm looking for Abba Bar Abba. Abba Bar Abba is the father of Shmuel. So they said, he's not around. He went up to the Mesifta de Rekia. In the meantime, he saw Levi sitting outside the circle. And he said, why are you outside? He said, well, they told me that as long as I didn't go into the Shir Rabbi Afis and I made him feel bad, so they're not going to let me into the Mesifta de Rekia. Then his father came, and his father was laughing, and he was crying. He said, why are you crying? He said, because soon you're going to be dying. And he said, why are you smiling? Because I said, I know that you're Chashmah in Israel. So Shemuel said, if I'm Chashmah, let them let Levi in, and they tackle let Levi in. So then he asked his father, where is the money of the assignment? He told him, go, it's underneath the, uh, the, grill, the, the millstone. There's money on the top and on the bottom. That's our money, and the money in the middle is their money. Why did you do it like that? Because I figured if the money gets eroded from the bottom, let it be our money. And if the money gets stolen from the top, let it be our money. And the money of the assignment will be safe. So you, anyway, you see that he knew that Shmuel was going to die, so you see that he knows. So says, maybe Shmuel is different, since he was so hush, to have to make a special announcement to make way for Shmuel. And the end, the Gemara says, Rabbi was also chaser. Because Rishon Barnachman, said in the name of Rabbi Yenis and himself, how do you know that the Mason communicate one with the other? Because it says, V'yem Rashem Eilav, Hashem said to Maish Rabbeinu, this is the land that I said I'm going to give a shua to Avram Yaakov, and then it's Lamar. What's Lamar? So he explained that I'm telling you that I'm giving you this land, and I want you to go to Avram Yaakov and tell them that the shua that I was going to give you, I have been the shua. So if the Mason don't know what's going on, what's the difference if he goes and tells them? So the Mason says, LMI, they do know. So if they know, so what does Moshe Ben need to go to tell them? No, they know, but Kajwaku wanted Moshe to go and tell them, so they should be Machlik Tova, they should owe. A favor back to my Shabbat.